Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm going to... Okay, let's count. Uh, three, <laughs> two... Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wizard Opinions. This is Jesse Backstrom, and I'm joined by Alex May. What's up, guys? We are sans Kyle today, but we have a great topic to talk to uh, Alex about here, and that's going to be uh, theater. Alex, you're currently in a theater production. Is that correct? Yes. I. This is my first time to be in any sort of theater. I mean, except for... I no, mean, I, in, in quite a while, you mean, because you and I have been <clears> in several <throat> productions together that were quite yeah. bad. <laughs> but it, that was, uh, that was, what? Did, did that was we high do school. One? That was official. But did we do one in our senior year, or was it just, like, sophomore? And, uh, uh, I definitely did one in my senior year. Uh, I weren't sure. Okay. I don't know if we were in one together our senior year. You're right. I think we did parallel yeah, we uh, did parallel productions because there was like the one with the drunk people. No more darkness. The anti-alcohol play we, that yeah we, we did that in our one. high school. <laughs> and then there was uh, the one with the Shakespeare's wives or whatever that I was in for like three minutes. That I have yeah. one scene where I played a really old doctor, and that was it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's been, what, 15 years or something? Yeah, something like that. Uh, but the, uh, well, my whole family is actually a part of this production. It's, uh, HCLO, which is, uh, here in Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg Civic Light Opera. Oh my God. Opera? Orchestra? I think it's opera. But HCLO, regardless. Uh, and they do a bunch of, uh, bunch of different plays each year. And this is my first one to do with them, but my daughter... And it's Carmen. What an opera to start with. Oh, yeah. Same yeah, you're, you're, you're Toreador, right? <laughs> with, look, Karis did two plays with them. <laughs> it was awesome, and we uh, we were, you know, excited for Karis to be a part of this latest one, which is Oliver. Uh, and it's really fun, but... Uh, the classic opera, Oliver. Yes. Uh, Tiffany is a board member, and so I, uh, when they were a little bit short on some auditions, I volunteered my services, and now I have three, a part in three separate, uh, little, like, s supporting acts, and so I have, and two mm -hmm. of them. Well, that's what they say have, about Hollywood. It's not what you know, it's who you know. I know, I didn't even have to audition. Come it's on. great. You can ask Kyle whenever I start, I, I wanted to uh, play um, in uh, first uh, first Hattiesburg, like years a couple years before dental school. Uh, first Hattiesburg is a church where you were a musician. Go ahead. Uh, Kyle was a musician there uh, for a lot longer than I was, and because I knew Kyle, he got me in on the band without an audition as well. <laughs> I always like to just slide in without an audition. <laughs> You're like, quite the master of the casting couch. Yep, I, I'm just like okay, uh, that you know, and it, it's it, it puts pressure on me because you know I I have no uh, no proof of uh, you know my skill. I think your hair is proof enough. I think if you were to actually do auditions for anything, any casting director would take like ten seconds to look at your hair and be like, "No, he checks out. He's good." <laughs> it's like. Uh, just show up with the show up with the hair, and we'll we, we'll work it out. 
it'll be fine. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's cool though. Uh, I have yeah two two parts that are like speaking roles that are little small parts. One of them is a little bit longer, and it's uh, it's it's more humorous, and so I'm kind of kind of uh, excited about that one. That's always Gr- fun. Growing my facial hair out. It's uh, it's so it's so strange to be back in it, and it's a musical, which is something I. I really haven't done other than like something that I did even further back and I didn't write it. <laughs> so did you have, did you have a song when we did the jungle book? I think I just had some motions that I did in the background. Okay. You were the backup dancer for sheer. Yes, right? yes. That's exactly what I was. I was a uh, Tabaki, the jackal, but, um, yeah. So it's cool. Uh, singing you know learning these parts of of choral stuff learning all these harmonies uh and splitting things up into the different ranges uh doing that in a really structured way is not something i've had any experience with and so that's been a cool learning experience um it's really helped me to get back into looking at sheet music oh Uh, yeah that's it's it's cool It's, it's very different it's from how I thought it would have been, uh, you know, presented, and these little kids that, you know, are like ten years old know the sheet music stuff like way better than me. <laughs> but it's great, uh, and like we just got a guy on the cast, and he has this insane opera voice, and so I'm excited because uh, it makes everything sound way over the top whenever we sing. So it uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And so we get, uh, what is uh, what is your role? Well, in the very beginning, I have a role as like one of the little headmasters of the uh, of the orphanage or whatever. And it's during the opening song, which is "Food, Glorious Food," and I'm just like spooning slop in the orphans' bowls <laughs> and stuff like that, and you know, telling them to pipe down and whatever. Later on, I show up as like a, a some sort of like they call it a chairman, but I'm like a uh, MC for a, a tavern in a way, and I just present this, uh, this singer, and like everybody's all drunk at the tavern, and I say this little speech and present her, and she comes out, and then a little bit later on, that's when I have the role where I'm a I'm a doctor, and I examine Oliver kind of and look him over, and we have this funny conversation and. Uh, it leads into a musical piece, and then I uh, think I'm think I'm done after that. I think um, that smaller parts can sometimes be more fun than main roles because when you're in a main yeah. role, like not only do you really have to be on the job, like you have to take it very seriously because a lot of the production depends on you getting stuff mm-hmm. right. Sure, uh, but also because like more minor characters tend to be much less defined. Like, Oliver is Oliver, so when you're playing Oliver, you have to be Oliver. But if you're a spoony, sloppy guy, like, nobody really knows. (laughs) You can do literally anything you want with that character, because it it doesn't affect the story at all. You're right. And And you can, you know, when especially when you have, you know, the opportunity to make it a little comedic, you can become a very memorable part of the production, even though you're a small character. 
That, There's ladies the- and gentlemen, is a tip from Benicio del Toro. <laughs> hey, when, it's really true. It is true, and it, this is I. I picked up on that when I was watching the director's commentary for Unusual Suspects, because in that commentary he's like, "Okay, here's my character. He's not a big deal, and he dies like in the first third of the movie." Spoilers. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Uh, but he's like, my character, There's was literally nothing. Like, my character didn't matter. The only reason he existed was to be killed, to, like, affect the story. So he's like, I just decided that no one would be able to understand him, and I would speak weird. And he became the most memorable character in that movie for me because oh, yeah. he had this weird <laughs> speech impediment, and everyone was constantly like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, and that was good. So, like I said, when I did the the Shakespeare, the Women of Shakespeare play or whatever, where I was just a doctor and I was on stage for five minutes, I was just like, I'm just going to be a drunk doctor. I just decided that without really telling I the director or anybody. That now. <laughs> and everybody came up to me after. They're like, oh my gosh, you were great in that play. You just completely ruined it. It was wonderful. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, uh... so, anyway, well, so, what I'm saying is you should ruin the play for the rest of your family. By upstaging everyone. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll. Uh, what, one thing that I've wanted to do is, uh, it, it, it's supposed to be mainly uh, Cockney British accents. Uh, um, oh, so you're going full so, Oliver? Yeah, and so it's you know th- this is a, a lot of uh, a lot of these scenes and these characters and these situations are are this. You know, like uh, down and dirty, working class. You know, just dirty clothes. You know, kids. You know, with soot on their faces and stuff. Like, you know, it, it's the you. You're not gonna have the the uh, the RP standard British uh, accent going on in those situations. But everybody, or not everybody. You know, I would say vast majority of people have uh this uh you know kind of a hard time of making it a little bit more dirty and uh like making their accent you know sound like you know they want to be more Downton Abbey. they want to be more Downton Abbey with it than like dick van dyke with it <laughs> yeah exactly and so uh it's funny because i i want to really hype that up in my character even though i'm a doctor I want to make my character seem. Uh, Do you mean in real life or the character is a doctor? <laughs> the character is a doctor. Even though I am real life, am a doctor. I want to make my character seem dumb. I want my character to seem uh, kind of like because his his uh, his lines are kind of funny. So I want his accent to be way more uh, working class. See, this is what I'm talking about. You got the idea. Then everybody else's accent. And so it makes him come across like really illegitimate, maybe helps the, the comedic element of it. I think that's brilliant. That's a great approach to take. It's, uh, I, it, and so I just get up there and I try to sound like Jason Statham. So. Right. So, yeah, go watch Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and then go watch The Usual Suspects and pay attention to uh, Benicio Del Toro and just combine the two. I mean, I, uh, really just Guy Ritchie, because no one can understand Jason Statham anyway. We just watch the movies, because he's so pretty. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. But, uh, yeah, that's what Tiffany was like, what? What can we watch for the kids? Because, 
you know, they we want them to sing better in the in the Cockney British accent because it makes it sound like more true to the to the original production, whatever. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, <laughs> have you tried Oliver? There's, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I was like, there is a, you know, there is one thing we could watch. There's a Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. You know that that would be awesome. It's been probably. 14 years since I watched that movie. You know, actually, you should watch Snatch. And that's, Tiffany was like, she said, she said, I just Googled a bunch of movies with Cockney accents, like, portrayed in it. Is Snatch appropriate? I was like, we can watch Snatch. Let's just go ahead and say let's watch Snatch, because Yeah, you and Tiffany should definitely watch Snatch. I could see, I see your accent very much being Brad Pitt from Snatch. (laughs) I love Snatch, man. Uh, Tiffany, I, I was like, the kids... Not gonna watch that with the kids, but I think that uh, you will get a lot of enjoyment at it. So that's that is uh, that is on the queue. Let's see what uh, else. Uh, train spotting you can watch with the kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, train spotting! Yeah, there are a number uh, of good layer cake. Uh... <clears throat> oh man, um, yeah, it's uh. It's been different, you know. We just started kind of working on the blocking of some scenes too, so uh, that's a whole. Yeah, blocking uh, is where you're like there. deciding where the people are walking and where the props go and and how the stage is set up during a scene. Yep, and your cues, you know, when this person uh, says this line, that's who's that? Who's that, who's that at the door? That, that was that was Bill uh, sending me a message on Instagram. Okay, good old Bill. There we are. We shan't be disturbed again. Um, yeah, so it's it's cool. Uh, we've been uh, we've been doing mostly the major like musical pieces, blocking those out first, and um, and then I, in some of the dialogue parts, like the you know the actual acting parts. But um, <clears throat> that's uh, that's not so much the emphasis right now because they're really trying to get these uh get all these kids who range from like you know six years old to 13 years old to uh to learn these long songs that have these like slightly repetitious but they vary each time type of choruses and it's oh. it's a whole but it's been it's been cool We've, that's hard yeah I, I i particularly had a lot of difficulty when i was doing theater man it like conversations I could memorize very well because they made like yes. when I was talking to another person, but whenever I had like a soliloquy or uh, some sort of speech, my character had to give, I, I just could not memorize that. Uh, I found it so difficult. So I would like learn the key points of it. Like almost, almost like I would turn it into an improv scene. I was like, okay, I have this like three minute speech these are like the four things I know I have to say, and I would just improv it and make sure I mention those four things. And in particular, I remember that would annoy Brittany when I would have scenes with Brittany Harvison <laughs> because yeah. it's like she was waiting for her cue, right? And God bless her, she's right. She was waiting for mm-hmm. her cue to say her line, and I ended the speech or whatever differently every single time. And I remember particularly one night I ended it with anywho and like turned to her to cue her. It was a very serious speech and she was she looked at me like Anywho? Really? And then just did her part. So 
Well, uh, it's it's because you know you when you have the back and forth when it's dialogue, you you your brain develops that that those like those cues back to you, right? Where you then it it triggers like okay then I they say this and it you get that back and forth so you're constantly uh, just building that pattern in your head and it's easier to remember it that way. But when yes. you one long string. It it's is, easier. You you just have more right. reference points. Uh, it oh, yeah, looks yeah. like we're we're being joined by a special guest. Uh, who is it? Who's who's joined us? Uh, Terry sure. Ferguson. You got me. Go I got I got nothing. <laughs> Terry okay, Ferguson. we we are joined by Kyle Mathis. Hello, Kyle. Hey, sorry, I'm late, boys. No problem. We're talking about theater, and Glad uh, you Alex is is going over his production of Oliver mm. that he's in now. Oh, yeah. wow. Are you actually in it? Yeah, man. Uh, the whole family's in it, and I'm actually in it the most. <laughs> so it's... Are, are you are you Oliver? I don't know anything about theater or Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver is eleven is an 11-year-old boy, so yes, I'm playing Oliver. Right. Okay. I, I thought it was either a child or a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I where I don't know anything about. I should probably know. You know, there is a movie called I, Oliver where the main character is a cat named Oliver, so... Yes. Well, it did, case, so that makes sense. I should have clarified it's an 11-year-old boy dog. Kyle, if you can pump your gain up just a little bit, I'd appreciate it. I don't know if I can pump my gain, but I can get real close. Okay, mm. that'll, that'll have is to that, do. Is it, is it any better? Uh, yeah, it'll have to be. Okay. It's, it's really just that Alex is quite loud and you are quite... Yeah. Quiet. Yeah, I turned. Uh, and it's hard to balance. I can I can only balance both of you at the same time. Well, let me. Can I turn my stuff down from? Yeah, if you my... can turn yourself down a little bit, that would be good. Okay, input volume. I'm at max. So how about I go to ninety? Now I'm at ninety. Uh, have we talked about more. what Oliver? Have we talked about what Oliver is about about at all? Let's try an eighty, Alex. Here I am at eighty. Perfect. I think that's good. Okay. Okay. You were actually pe- you were actually peaking. I could see your waveforms topping out at first, Alex, but now they look much more even. So I think we're good. Awesome, very good. So, so Oliver is a British child of some form. Yeah, so it's in. Um, Alex has been researching accents. It's in like okay. the 1800s. It's in uh, Victorian England and uh, a very cool time in England history. Yeah, it's, it was great uh, and. Uh, it's like a the plague and all that, or <laughs> yeah, that's no, what it's about. I think that was a little bit after the plague. Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> I don't. It's uh it's about a little uh, an orphan boy, and um, he gets picked up by a gang of thieves, and then it's mixed up in all this crazy stuff, and ends up uh, almost kind of finding out who where he came from, and then uh, there's a big climax at the end where somebody dies and it's it's a, a kind of an odd story. it's actually not a not really a kid story so do you play faggin or <laughs> no um i'm kind of glad that i fagin fagin is okay what I okay sorry normally say. <laughs> well I'm looking at the cast here um what, i don't about, play uh, fagin are you mr bumble <clears throat> no, I am Doctor Grimwig. Okay, yeah, and I and I am chairman of the tavern. So you're both Doctor Grimwig. 
And yes, you're, you're dual cast. And now is he a goth? Big- I don't know. Can you be a goth if you actually live in Victorian England? Weren't that? <laughs> I mean, they were all kind of goths the at the guy, time, right? Yeah. Right? In a way, yeah. yeah. They they all walked around looking like uh, Jack White. Yeah, that sounds about. That right. checks out. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Doctor Grimwig. Okay, so uh, yeah. so I, I assume he's just like a physician, and he tries to cure the person that dies or something. Um. So, isn't he? Doesn't he? Isn't he involved in running the 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 uh, excuse me orphanage or something like that? Well, the the character that works in the the orphanage in the beginning is uh, um, some sort of like. Governor, it's a like a, a schoolmaster or something, and then um, the there's the chairman of the tavern, Doctor Grimwig, is like a friend of Mister Bumble, who comes to check on Oliver. They get back from like the gang of thieves. <clears throat> okay. Well, he's like giving him a checkup, and he's like, "Oh no, he's doing okay," and you know, like he's. He goes and does this like kind of silly exam and like questioning him uh, about random things. Sorry about, but yeah, it's kind of a fun scene. Um, Is that Oliver in the background? Yeah, that's no. Those are a couple theater critics that are hanging out on on Alex's porch right now. Um, So I'm noticing here, Alex, though that Mm -hmm. there are no musical numbers by Doctor Grimwig. Correct. What? What are, the, what are the people paying for here, man? If you're not going to do a musical, I I am, I am involved in all the main musical numbers in some way. Either okay. in, singing with the uh, the like a lineup of people backstage into a microphone or on stage. And so now uh, here's I, a here's a question: uh, uh-huh. Is is this the Oliver? Is is this like the official Oliver script, or is this some sort of like rehashed version of it? Because yeah. you know, Kyle, you could be looking at at we, who knows what version of that production you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. so it's because I remember like the, the version of Jungle Book that we did definitely <laughs> was, was not the Disney that version. Was so weird, it was yeah. it was completely different. Yeah, this it is was like something a- no one had to pay any royalties for. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm assuming it's, it's I'm assuming it's close to what we yeah, this is telling me. This is like a 1991 Broadway uh I don't okay. know what you call it like So it probably sticks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, can I ask you one more question about about the the program here? Do you prefer the song Mpa Pa or Pick a Pocket or Two? Which one mm-pa. do you prefer? Um Pa Pa by far. <clears throat> Got it. That's sang by Nancy and the Three Cripples crowd. <laughs> yeah, I I am the one that uh, introduces Nancy at the beginning of the second act. So that's now, who is Nancy? Is Nancy Tiffany? You said the whole family's in. Yeah, Tiffany is a is a matron. So she's in the tavern scene and she has one line okay. at some point. Uh, but Nancy's played by Lindsay uh, Williams, and she uh, she's like a a prostitute that everybody loves. Well, that's not kind. Don't say that well, about her, Alex. That's what I've heard on the street about <laughs> Williams. Uh, but what what does she do in the play, though? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was asking. Nancy, uh, Nancy, yeah, yeah, Nancy. Nancy what does Nancy Williams do? 
Nancy the Morning Dying. Do I know who Lindsay Williams is? I would just like to be clear at this point. I have a cousin, Lindsay Backstrom, who did marry into the Williams family, and she's (laughs) definitely not a prostitute. I want to make that clear. Oh, man. Lindsay Ray, we're not talking about you. No, we're talking about the character Nancy as portrayed by Williams. Yeah, we're talking about (laughs) Oliver's hoe, not... (laughs) Someone, <laughs> I'm butchering. I'm sorry. I have. Uh, I should roll it back. But there is a song called "Boy for Sale," and that makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it makes me feel like I don't know if I want to be a part of. It's not. Uh, a, it's not a kids' play. It's really not. Yeah, that's what it. You know, you're telling me that, and that's what it sounds like. It's a play. Um, it's, strange. It's, it's, it's fun, kids, and it's, but it's not for kids. Yeah, it's really kind of happened, depressing and stuff. Whatever happened to like Peter Pan or? They just are. What? Uh, who do you think they're buying, uh, Kyle? He, Peter Pan is. Peter Pan is. It just got done. With, uh, oh, okay. Today, performances of Peter Pan. So, I believe. So so far, what is your favorite part? I'm about not. The production I'm not even joking. Peter Pan was just finished. I'm not even joking. But anyway, um, what was your question, Jesse? I was saying, is what is my, your favorite part of the production, Alex? So far. I mean, uh, um, are you guys performing yet, or are you still in the, like, rehearsal stage? Yeah, we're just in rehearsals and all that. Just right now, I'd say my favorite part is working on the lines and uh, and sense and, and the dialogue with uh, the other actors. That's, uh, that's just a fun thing to kind of, you know, you always have a whole bunch of bloopers and you're just you cut up a lot whenever everybody's learning their lines and trying to remember and we're not at the crunch time. So the director hasn't, you know, turned over any tables yet. <laughs> <laughs> director hasn't turned the tables on you yet. Gotcha. You know, like Brett, uh, I can't remember which play we were doing, but we were going to do like, no more darkness. I don't know. We were going to do a, we were going to do a run through like no scripts and, and somebody blanked and we were all screwed up. Oh, it was, it was uh, it was crap. Lion Witch in the Wardrobe, I think. Oh sure, and it was, yeah. It was getting like close to the end, uh, and Brett was all super stressed, and then he like somebody screwed up and froze, and he literally got up and like flipped one of those white folding tables in the cafeteria or whatever. And yeah, was, it was great. Right, it was amazing. Notice he but, flipped the table at that, but not when we set West Poe on fire. <laughs> he didn't even flip the table. Whatever he got, uh, whenever, whenever you got suspended. So let's um, not go into that. I, I just realized that Oliver comes from Oliver Twist, and this makes a lot more correct, sense. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody mention sure. that earlier? No, but I. I, I okay. It now I'm on board. Now I understand what's going on. Oh, I guess we probably should have explained that. I don't know. I just sort of assumed that people know that. That I wasn't I an idiot? <laughs> You're not an idiot. That's well, a thing people don't know, and it's, it's something I shouldn't have mentioned. I'm, uh, what, you know, from where I grew up, in the school I attended, there there was no no theater at all. So I, I've, I've never been exposed to any kind of participating in any kind of live performance that that is not really improv i've done improv type things at different camps and um shows like that but i haven't i haven't ever really done anything by a tight script and haven't so i mean you could probably name a lot of plays and i would say i don't know what that is 
Um, so what is the best kids play though? Like you say, Oliver is pretty mature and it obviously has some very mature satirical themes to it, but, um, what's like, what's the best one? Is it Peter? Is it Alison? Uh, you know, it, Peter Pan, what the kids like seems to be one that like a ton of kids did this year. And, you know, if you think about it, <clears throat> seems like that one would appeal to, and you know, you have, you get a huge cast. So everybody gets to be a part of it. Everybody then, can be a lost boy. Right. Yeah. And so you, you get to, you know, it too, uh, too extreme in any way. And, you know, everybody kind of is already. The costumes are easy. Sure. Um, so uh, what are they going to I think that would be a good one. When are you guys going to do the, the Pootie Pie or whatever? Uh, <laughs> <is> that, <laughs> PewDie, PewDiePie musical at this point? Or a Fortnite musical? Gosh, dude, do you know how many people are a Fortnite musical? Look, man, I can I can whip that out pretty quickly if you want me to. Let's do it. Dude, I, I, dude, we could have droves of kids synchronizing their taunts. Or oh, whatever. yeah, you no, you would just have, like, several points in the production where everyone stops and does Fortnite emotes. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah, all you yeah, really yeah, need so. to do is some dialogue between Fortnite emotes. Yeah. When I was visiting my family for uh, New Year's in Tulsa, there were like six kids staying in the same house, and someone put on a YouTube video that was like 45 minutes long, and it was just every Fortnite emote. They were like in the menu looking at the emotes, and whoever made the video was just browsing through the different emotes and would stay on each one for like three minutes. And the kids were just... All the kids were glued to the str- to the screen, like exactly doing every single emote. And half those kids don't even play Fortnite. Like I know they don't. Yeah, because their parents like don't let them play video games or anything, but they know every single Fortnite emote. That's wild. Yeah, that makes it's wild. It is wild. <laughs> really? I'm gonna start working on the Fortnite musical. So you've never really been in any uh, theater productions, Kyle? Not nothing where it's like you have to learn a script. Or anything like that. Like I said, I've I've done. Have you like played music during a production? Because I know you've been a musician for quite a long time, and you've yeah. been a professional music musician for some time. So yeah, no, I've I've never done anything for a, a theater. I've played like a wedding once, but not like the after wedding, but like the wedding. That's a little bit more. A wedding's like theater. It has a script. There's actors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about the closest thing, probably. But no, like w- whenever I would do like kind of improv or, or funny skit type or um or uh little hooks and things like that that was more at camps and i did i did do that a lot for i would i mean honestly if i just count the number it's like thousands and thousands of people yeah and i would totally count improv as theater i mean it's bad yeah. theater but it's still theater <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Whenever, I, and so i say whenever, that as someone who has done quite a lot of improv yeah <laughs> So at the at the Gulf Shore, uh, oh, it's always so I bad. It I love it. Church, I don't know if it counts because it's like churchy, but I'm gonna say it does. But at the Gulf Shore Baptist Assembly, I worked down there a couple summers, and you know we'd have like obviously tons and tons of of youth camps coming in, and it would be weeks where we would have you know thousand plus kids, and so every week when we like cycle through those kids throughout the summer, we had lineups and skits for each night, and I mean obviously some things. I kind of memorized and did the same thing, but I was in several of those and had, and it was, I mean, we had a, a full stage, full, you know, 
background screens for any kind of thing. Nice. It was, it was pretty high production as far as that goes, but it was it was a really cool kind of moment in my life because they just essentially like just go out there and make them laugh. And I would just go out there in front of, I mean, out of teenagers, so they're going to laugh at anything. But it, well, it had, you know, obviously like the adults and things like that, they were always... Uh, in my experience, not everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but no, like, so I, there were several, you know, I would say I was probably out on the stage doing entertaining, funny stuff, skit type stuff for probably like, we'll say 30 minutes. And just having th- like a thousand kids and people just rolling not always it's awesome killing it but um but no that was fun but it's one of those things where like where do you go to do that i mean if you do like improv stuff it's probably gonna be smaller literally community theater man like i when i first came to austin five years ago uh i moved to austin before my wife did so i had like six months where my wife was not living in austin with me and i had to fill that time you know when someone else is not making sure uh, all of my time is taking up, taken up with something productive, uh, I got to fill that time. And I did some yeah. improv stuff. Uh, and Brittany Harvison actually did that with me, Alex. That's and, crazy. Um, so uh, I did that for a while when I first came to Austin. And it's super easy to find a place that will accept your money for them to teach you bad improv. <laughs> yeah, I should probably it's do in that. Austin? Yeah, this was in Austin. Uh but it's it's like a lot of movies shoot in Austin and stuff like that. So this group was actually, you know, had semi legit credentials. Uh, but I guarantee you, Kyle, if you just look around in Orlando, you'll find oh, some place. Oh, no. You'll find improv classes for sure. I'm in an entertainment mecca. Okay? Yeah, because it's it's all Disney people, and when they're not. Oh Disney, God, yeah. Like the churches here. There's a church we've been kind of going to lately called Action Church, and it makes me uncomfortable how produced it is. It's like it's Tony called Stark Action is the church. pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, like, like it's like yeah, the action. Like, in really, the suit, and then how many unnecessary up. roles does he perform before he gets to the pulpit? Well, so here's the thing: <laughs> like, it's the past two weeks has been like the movie weeks. Where he has like, jets oh, on the soles of his shoes. We watch a movie and then like we do the apply or whatever. And this pastime was Black Panther, and he like they fully edited him like in cuts of the film as like a director's cut. So he wasn't even there, and it was the highest quality thing I think I've ever seen. Um, but every, like it's 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 so high quality. Like they, they just during like the the singing and during the um, during the like preaching even they have a. I mean obviously in churches they have like boom. Uh, like boom swivel, like cameras and everything. That's kind of normal. But there's mm-hmm. always three guys on remote cams, like movie quality remote cams. And then at the back of the row, there's the, um, like on the tracks camera, where there's like a person shooting and then someone's just slowly walking back, slowly walking forward during speaking and music. Hmm. So there's always a movie shot. It's kind of distracting. But anyway... Needless to say, I have theorized that you have a lot of people that come here for Full Sail University and try to work at Disney. And like, like I said, it's a very heavily entertainment situation, stuff like that going on all the time. And these people go to church or they're looking for jobs. And then what you get is you get a lot of churches that have very high produced stuff. Um, we actually went to mm. a couple of services at the, the main big church, uh, one of the main <coughs> big churches in Orlando, 
and we found out that one of the uh, singers there was uh, like the main vocalist for like Cirque du Soleil when it was. So it's just you just just going to church wherever you find a lot of that. So I agree with you that I could probably reach out. The competition would be pretty crazy, um, but I could probably reach out and go do something like that. But I'm kind of happy with just doing little Instagram stories right now. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, you've been. Uh, I mean, that's that's sort of theater. You've been producing. You've been. Fix. You've had a lot of output Dude, recently. You're killing on it Instagram. on that. I yeah. love it. I appreciate that, man. You know, looking dapper I, too. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for sure. About this. We, yes, yes. We talked about this before, where I'm, I'm I struggle with kind of the the self awareness of is this good or not, and I've tried to not dwell on that at all um, with any of these stories, and it's a lot more fun that way. And uh, I, I appreciate you telling me, like, ah, oh, this is good. I like. Watching no, it is. I like is. seeing it. I I do too. I. I I watch it. Uh, I watch it um, when it, in between patients. Like if I have a lull, I, I, <laughs> I mostly it. watch it on mute because I'm at work. But I just like looking at your face. Yeah. Oh, I've been trying to add more text. So good expressions. Good beauties. expressions. <laughs> I had hey. a good one today, though. I had a good one. I'm gonna like. I gotta own it. It was Is about that the Whopper. No, today was yesterday was the Whopper. Of yesterday it. was the Whopper. Today was. Uh, <laughs> It was uh, the doors. Uh, one one door opens, the other one closes. Yes, yes. That means your okay, is Kyle, plug your Instagram. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's r underscore k underscore holiday. No, no, it's it, that's my Twitter. It's r k underscore holiday with two l's, and it's getting lit. I've been, you guys, you have no idea. I've been taking like webinars and classes on Instagram, online advertising. I was up to two o'clock last night learning about Amazon advertising and marketing and stuff like that. Dang. I am, I am in it. Yeah, dude, that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, Kyle, I have a question really quick. So in all of those times uh, that you've kind of done the, the, the improv with the, the skits and uh, off the cuff, just making people laugh and, keeping it going uh did you ever bomb like did you oh just, yeah just and like not yeah. be able to recover and really um let me burn not being able to recover so i would say i would say <laughs> um i have actually have a good example now that i think about it um and it was it's a it's kind of answer your question so there's definitely were bombs and there were definitely were things like this is gonna kill it and then no one laughs and you're like what let me hit a person <laughs> gotta get something out of them um, but no, there, there was a, uh, there was one summer where we, we were doing a, we did a video and one of the guys, his idea was like, we'll do like an ocean 11s thing, right? Where we introduce all the, all of the members of, of the camp, like all of the leaders and stuff. So like what happens is like the kids come and then they kind of get randomly put in like your weekly class and all this kind of stuff. And then, mm -hmm. and then the introduction is that first night they see a video that we produced or whatever. And obviously it's not super high produced. And the, the theme of this video was there was like a briefcase and it's so stupid, a briefcase. And it goes through all of these different hands, all these different scenes with, with the cast members or the members, like the leaders. And, um, and I was the bad guy. So, and it didn't really play well at all. Every week it sucked because what <laughs> happened was, but we no kept doing it. Me, and I didn't think about it's... this. So no one knew me. So, but I slicked my hair back and had a mustache and was very aggressive. And I don't even remember what I said, <laughs> but what would happen was, is we would, so what we would do 
is um, whenever we would we would get our our kids in our class, they would watch that video the night before, and then we would get them in, and they would have like fill out cards where like they'd fill out like, hey, what are your expectations expectations for this week? What do you think of this? Blah blah blah. And then it would be like at the end, like, what do you think of your your leader? And just mm-hmm. week after week is like uh, he is very awkward. He's kind of a psychopath. I don't. Well, you understand. did keep tying up that one kid. <laughs> And leaving yeah. him in a railroad track. So yeah, essentially. Well, I was like a like I was more like a greasy Italian kind of look. If I had because I had longer hair and a mustache, and and I think I had like an accent. It's been a, it's been man, it's been years, but it ended up that the briefcase at the very end of the week we showed it was just like toilet paper in it. And someone's on the toilet, something stupid. But you know, <laughs> so so I was always working at a negative. Okay, so that's so so my experience with that was. They don't get it because they have no context of how I normally am. So it didn't really play well. Oh, right. Because they didn't get you were doing a character. Well, they did, but it it wasn't... It, I, it's, you know, like some people can do a character and they're so good at the character. Oh, so you, you think you were to. too subtle with your character? I don't think I was too subtle. I think that I wasn't very good at what <laughs> I was doing. Like I was like, like, I don't know, I'll be an Italian evil guy? That Okay, let me try it. And then... We just took one cut and that was it. And it was what it was. So, so, um, so throughout hmm. the week though, they started getting like, Oh, you know what? This guy, I kind of get his feel. It, that makes a little more sense. So I think, so there was no warm up though. I mean, that's granted. There were a percentage of kids who would say, Oh, he seems really funny. Hmm. I think Most everyone, time, like, every, anyone who's done improv remembers their biggest bomb. Alex, uh, do you have anything that particularly stands out for you during your time doing improv in high school? Um, when we were in high school, by the way, this was like the heyday of Whose Line Is It Anyway with Drew Carey, oh, yeah. the American version. Such a so, great show. yeah, we people were pretty familiar with improv at the time. Like, well, I remember, dude, I, I remember like being really uncomfortable uh, and feeling people were laughing and not laughing at the same time one of those nights that uh, kind of stands out to me where <clears throat> I wonder if this is the same one I was about to mention go ahead well it was uh, it was the we played the uh, the game with the superheroes and I can't remember what it was uh, what the oh, game was the game with the superheroes where you uh, each person you take a suggestion for a superhero and that's the first person's uh-huh superhero but as each person comes on stage the person before them introduces them as a superhero and gives them a power yeah randomly yeah, just yeah you just yeah, without you just, yeah the first one is on suggested by then, the crowd but then you introduce the next person and you pick it and then they introduce the next person and they pick it and so on and so forth yes and, and i got field, man yes and so i got dr penny boy and oh yes, and Dr. Penny was our principal at the time. I was uh I was really fearful and like I knew I could do a Dr. Penny voice. You could do that. I think that was given to you because you you actually had a pretty good Dr. Penny impression that was not offensive. Like it wasn't But I couldn't but I couldn't like I don't know. I felt so locked up because I I uh, or just like I was freezing because yeah. I c- couldn't, I, w- I felt restricted, you know, in, in that makes sense. to, uh, to, 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 to just do it fully, uh, or to just enjoy it. 
and people were laughing i think just at the suggestion of the name and you know it, that was it, enough i think you do the yeah. voice and it's you can't do anything like you can't take an action as the character <laughs> because that might yeah. get you in trouble but just do the voice and have the name yeah. i think was enough and you did that it, but it was uh it was it was probably my most awkward time on stage that uh no, oh, I don't think it was because I'm about to mention my bomb, which was a bomb which I think I forced on you. Uh, uh, which was the one had, with the was it the one where there was like uh, we did it with Aaron Walker? Um, uh, no, I don't think it. What I'm thinking of is there was a game where one person was off stage doing a voiceover, and it was supposed to be like a 1950s uh, style. And uh, now this person <laughs> goes and does this and prepares the, like, you know, it, it gives you a story. And ours was camping. And I literally, <laughs> my mind went completely blank. And the only thing I ended up doing was, like, making you poop a lot on stage because I just uh, completely blanked out. Because <laughs> Alex was on stage and I was off stage. And, like, you I kept, I kept, uh, yeah, the only thing I could keep thinking of was, like, and then he needs to eliminate the evidence. <laughs> and like, like, I don't even remember all the details. All I remember was I kept making you poop on stage, and I was like thumping my forehead with the microphone off stage. Like I'm an idiot. I can't think of anything else. What's wrong with me? And I felt so bad for you in particular. That's I was like, so if funny. I was making myself do that, that's one thing. But Man. making you do it, I felt so bad. Yeah. Well, that's that's terrible. <laughs> Usually, if you have somebody random doing it, or like a couple of people tagging in, that would be better because like that can totally happen. You go blank. The thing I do like about improv though is it's like a team thing. So even if you do kind of bomb, someone else can kind of pick up. You know? Sure. That's kind of like. But if you do just like yourself, then you're yeah. Like the the game Alex was talking about, where he was Doctor Pennyboy. There were four people on stage for that. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. other people Mm -hmm. could kind of you know. Like they his role up. there was to do the Dr. Penny voice and that's it. And he completely did what he should have done. And everybody <clears> else was being, you know, goofy and stuff. But I really hung him out to dry on that one skit. And I felt really <laughs> bad about it. I've thought about that for years. I still think about it probably once a month. Like, oh, God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I do remember it's, one. one we, go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. No, I was just going to say that... Uh, that one, that that one's it's it's not so traumatic. I uh, I, that that one is that that one is. Uh, I, I are you sure? Because I did make you like, you know, go through the motions of taking a shit on stage like five times. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, like he's grabbing guy. some leaves, and <laughs> it's like no. Yeah, I mean the motions, you know, it's it wasn't so explicit. Alex, no. Alex low key was like, "This is." A- I can just uh, act like this wasn't my idea. <laughs> because it wasn't. I've been waiting for this. Uh, I've been waiting for my opportunity to drop trow on stage. Uh, <laughs> on on whose line? I always like the one, and we actually we actually stole this and did it at one of the camps. Was uh, whenever they they go through the storyline, but you have two people that can't move, and you have two other people that have to move you. Right mm-hmm. to go yes. do what you're doing. You remember that one? Yep. And I remember that one worked really well because, and like we made it. We, it was that never seems weird like something kids, kids would be it. into. Well, we didn't. Yeah, but we didn't let the kids do it because that would be awkward. Oh well, but yeah. We, uh, 
<laughs> but we would get like the music guy and like the pastor for the week or something and bring them yeah. up. And, um, that was always whose line is like- killer. Dude, like they need to bring whose lines back. Let's be honest. I don't know if you can because to me, Ryan and Colin were what held that whole thing together. Well, I mean, they, they, they were carried over from the British version, which is where it originated. I mean, Wayne Brady is obviously talented in his own right, but he he always got really musical, which is insane how good he is at that. It but I really is more dry. Ryan Styles and Colin do stuff. Yeah, well, they 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 had those so- are two people where you look at them and it's like their timing together was perfect because they'd worked yeah. together for twenty years. Yes. Oh yeah, but they were the perfect mix of like dry and really quick and witty and intelligent. Really and they just looked funny, stupid, and hilarious. Yeah. Like it, they oh, looked, awful they looked funny in two opposite ways. It was like a Laurel and Hardy thing. You had the tall, skinny yeah, guy, yeah. and then the short, bald guy, and they were just walking caricatures. Uh, they, yeah, they didn't really, do really anything, great. And you just get the humor of it. It's like mm-hmm. looking at a comic. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's so funny. Uh, but I yeah. wish they would bring it back. I wish they'd find some people who were equally as good and do something. The old like British that. show was really well, good too. They had a lot was, of good British you know, the, comics on it. The old British one, uh, you know, the fact that Jesse had watched that and I had watched that whenever I first got to high school, that was like, that was like one of the. Yeah, I watched that when I was a kid on PBS. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it like when I was really young. And when I got to high school, like I found out that like you and Jaime and Kenan all knew about that. And I remember that being like, oh, just something that we were we had in common like me coming from homeschooling having the you know oh, wait there's weird kids out there too something. yeah exactly and like oh wait i was homeschooling and watching uh monty python at like midnight and uh then i got to school and like you guys had seen that and i those types of things that i was able to first relate with like a good group of friends with like uh, whose line is like right up there with the rest of those, uh, those cool things that I uh, I remember like bonding with the first friend group in high school with. Uh, I never saw the British version. Really? Maybe I should. Yeah, the well, host you, was pretty pretty good. Did too. you have cable <laughs> when you were a kid? No, I did not. Oh, okay, that's weird. Did you watch any PBS when you were a kid? I don't recall watching any PBS as a kid. Honestly. I watched a ton of PBS as a kid. No, I um, and they had a lot of British programming, so that's where the Who sign came from. I didn't get satellite TV until I think I was seven, eight, eight grade. Me, me neither. So uh, that's that's interesting because, uh, like, I feel like there's a lot of s- cultural stuff that I just like totally over my head because i didn't have cable when i was a kid like nickelodeon stuff and mtv stuff and stuff like that it's like zip way over my head because i don't remember i don't know (laughs) any of these things these kids were watching back then any cartoon network stuff any of that yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i was obviously all the way in as soon as like seventh grade and on like i knew okay like nickelodeon all that you know like in um Mm -hmm. The trials were hidden, whatever, and yeah, all the Cartoon Network stuff. I got into it hard whenever that happened, but I'm like you, Jesse. There's a lot. Like uh, before that, I can only speak to the Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like X Men and Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And, exactly, and there's stuff like uh, what's uh, Hey Arnold. I think a lot of people from our generation like <laughs> reference a lot, and I think that's yeah. a Nickelodeon thing. I don't know. Yeah, 
I saw that at friends' houses and stuff. And whenever, like, I, I think I watched some of it whenever I was actually in junior high, but it was already been out for years. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can have your Hey Arnold. I'm going to go back home and watch Alo Alo or Are You Being Served? <laughs> on my are You show. Being Served? I'm going to watch this we're, we're guy a on a spaceship old. draw an ant. I used to watch Are You Being Served? Yeah. I used to watch it. It was a great show. Young Ones? It was a old British show that was like very crappy quality production, but mm-hmm. really hilarious. It was like, uh, I mean, it was like Kids in the Hall, but like even way before that. Speaking of Kids in the Hall, foundational, amazing show that I grew up as a kid. Like I, I didn't watch Kids in the Hall when I was a kid. I came to Kids in the Hall very late. I never. I don't know if I've ever seen. It is so raw. <laughs> it's a Canadian sketch comedy. Yeah. It, it is, but it is so. It is like if it feels oh, like they gonna, sat down and wrote their skits like ten minutes before they filmed them, but they are also like one hundred one hundred thousand percent into their characters and their skits. Oh yeah, and for it's four guys: uh, Dave Foley. Uh, who was in news radio uh, and something like Thompson or something like that. And I think, uh, yeah, it's just like four different uh, Canadian guys and a lot, they would just half of the, half of each show was probably them playing uh, women. And so they go back and forth with women characters. And it, uh, it had, uh, it was produced by, um, same guy who did uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, it was a Lorne Michaels thing, but uh, it is, it's so much more raw. That Saturday Night Live feels so produced and so finely <coughs> tuned, where it feels yeah. like with kids in a law, the hall, they were throwing a lot of spaghetti at the refrigerator. Yeah, saying <laughs> something about a chicken lady, and it makes me uncomfortable. Well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's quite a weird show. I, I think, like, it, do you like... Um, have you watched Mr. Show, Kyle? Uh, no, I have not. Man, Dude, no, yeah, man, Mr. Show is good. I don't consume but, a lot uh, of stuff. Like K- kids anyway, in the hall, I think anyway. suff- I think suffers from the same. It suffers from the Mad TV problem, which is uh-huh. only about forty percent of the show is funny. Less mm-hmm. in Mad TV's case, but it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like only maybe twenty percent of the show is funny for Mad TV. But the twenty percent that is funny is extremely funny. But whereas sure. in Mad TV, it felt like because Mad TV is so much more recent than Kids in the Hall. Mad TV, it felt like oh, the twenty percent is really funny, and the rest of it mm-hmm. they're just doing because they couldn't come up with anything else. Whereas yeah. with Kids in the Hall, it feels like about half of it is extremely funny, and about the other half is them experimenting because no one has done a show exactly like that before. Yeah. So they don't know how it's going to play. Um, I, I I think you're I think that's a pretty good analysis of it. Whereas I think, Human Giant is 100 percent funny all the time. If you guys have not seen Human Giant, which was the MTV sketch comedy show yes, with Aziz Ansari, it is excellent. <clears throat> I, I I have seen a few episodes of that. It is very funny. I think one thing about like kind of in the way that you're describing uh, Kids in the Hole, where you know you have these you know, seeming like uh, blocks of the show that have this appearance that were per- you perceive it as being a little more 
polished, like this is their actual material and here's some more just experimental stuff. Um, Mr. Show was in a way like that, but it, the skit, the sketches would come across as being very random and, and thrown together in a way, but, and, but they were very funny, but despite how silly and random and the sketches would be individually, they would tie them together and arrange the episode in such a way that as a whole, the episode was like perfectly orchestrated. Yeah. Watching but an episode of Mr. Show is like listening to an album. Almost like yeah. when you know how really? you ever you get an album every now and then where every song like feels like it leads and bleeds into the next one. That's what an right into the next one, like. right into the next one, really seamless. And then this, then you'd have this like you know good feeling because it would bring it back around and the beginning again, and uh, it it would just throw you off because if you look at it you know piece by piece, you'd be like, well, this this is like so silly like did they spend any time on this and it, it it's such a contrast to how well put together it was as a whole so right. it's pretty, but that's an episode episode basis not not necessarily a overall right. content basis so guys uh, i think we're coming up on uh, uh the end of the episode here uh cool it's been a joy alex thank you for talking to me thank you for uh chatting about your experience kyle yeah, thank I'll, you for I'll, joining us uh, yeah, in such a timely manner. I appreciate that. Always appreciate you being here on time. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I could come in and take over the whole thing. <laughs> no, it was awesome. <laughs> no, it was I'm absolutely glad to have great. You. Okay. Uh, Very good. Well, um, everybody, thank you to our listeners for uh, tuning yeah. in, and we will uh, talk to you next time.